we would like to dedicate today's episode to the legendary Paul O'Grady, who died peacefully last night. He was a British treasure, an icon on our screens, and an amazing human being who spent most of his life giving back to others. Rest in peace, Paul, and may your legacy carry on. Uh, oh, there we go. There we go. We're alive. How are you? I'm really good. How are you? Good. I was kind of anxious because, unfortunately, Lee couldn't be here and he's going to be kicking himself all day. Oh, bless him. Or at least yeah. he gets to listen or watch it or whatever. Yeah, I'll watch with everybody else when it comes <laughs> out. Um, is the sound all right for you? Yeah, that's fine. I'm, I'm on my phone. My laptop's done a nice little death for me, just as my character's done. My laptop's gone. So, uh, yeah. Oh, so savage. No, no, no. I know. <laughs> I'm so used to it. I've been talking about it since October, so I'm used to it now. Oh, but, yeah. You found out that long in advance. Yeah. So I'll get started. I've now got two sets of questions. Ooh. Yeah. So Lee just dumped the same ones and I'm like, I sent you mine, so why have you copied down some of them? <laughs> well, honestly, like, ask me anything. If I get to a point where I think, oh, I don't know whether I can answer that or not, then I'll just say I can't answer it. But other than that, I'm, I'm an open book. I love your nails, by the way. Thank you. They're a mess at the minute. They need doing. I need to do mine so bad. <laughs> Ten years of playing Robin. Like, that makes me feel so old because I remember the first episode and that's when I wanted to be a nurse. And, yeah, I, that was the path that I didn't go down because mainly I realised that I did like casualty and I liked medical dramas, not actual medicine. Yes, um, if you're anything like me, I'm squeamish. So, I mean, it wasn't the top job on my list to be doing. It was an amazing job anyway. Yeah, I've heard from a few people who've worked on casualty that they were squeamish as well. Yeah. It's a good job I know that everything's fake. Yeah, that's a good Do you remember your first day on set? Yeah, honestly, like, I remember most of it, I think. Um, I think I do, and then some people tell me bits, and I go, do I just remember that from them telling me? I mean, 10 years was a long time ago. Yeah, it really is. Um, but, yeah, it was bizarre. I remember just walking on the set and literally being like, I can't deal with this. I think we were only filming scenes in the afternoon. They got us in in the morning to like go through some of the medical procedures, which they don't tend to do that anymore. Um, but they went through some like bits and bobs that we'd be doing because there was four of us all starting at the same time. Um, so yeah, it was strange. And then to like walk down the corridor and see um, like I think one of my first scenes was with Suzanne Packer who played Tess and like I've loved her for years um, and Sinetra Saga who I adore and like for those people then to become my friends was just insane but yeah to walk on that set for the first day was unreal unreal yeah I can just imagine it like I know what I'd be like if that happened to me I would probably freak out oh the heart palpitations and I like I was genuinely, I think I've said this in an interview before, that, like, I felt like they were going to find out on that first day that I couldn't do this job. So I'd end up just them going, no, that's it, we're not hiring her, she's not doing it. And I think that was my fear for, like, the first couple of weeks, of going, they're going to find out I can't do this. Yeah. But so it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> How was the casting process? Uh, do you know what? It was really nice. Um, I had my first 
there was somebody else in the room and I still can't remember who it was. Um, but Nikki Wilson, who was the uh, executive producer at the time, um, she was in the room and she shares a love of musicals the same as me. Like I am musical obsessed. And she just, that's all we talked about for ages. Um, we talked about musicals. I did the Les Mis film. So we were talking about that. She was asking me how that was. And it was amazing. The fact that like, I just had this connection with her and we were chatting and she just made me feel so at ease for my first like big TV audition as well. Really like for a prime time TV show, me going, oh, this isn't just for a guest artist. Not that there's anything wrong with that. This isn't for a guest artist. This is for a, like at least a six month contract or what I thought was six months at the time. Um, but it was lovely. And then I did, I did that audition and then I went on holiday with my mum and dad. Um, and I remember on holiday going, I really need this job. I was working in London at London Dungeons at the time, which I still have some best friends from that job, but that was one of the most difficult jobs I've ever done. And I was tired and I was like, I didn't want to live in London anymore. So I was like, I really do want this job try not to put pressure on it then I got a phone call on holiday saying we'd like to have like invite you to Cardiff for a screen test I was like I don't even know what one of those is I was such a theatre girl I was like I don't don't know what a screen test is don't know what that is um asked a few friends got told what it was came up to Cardiff first time ever in Cardiff fell in love with it straight away first time staying in a hotel room by myself first thing you do is jump on the bed obviously <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, just went and did the screen test and we had Johnson, who is the is now the exec producer. He was directing our first episode, so he was doing our screen test. Um, and I got to work with Suzanne Packer. So it was amazing. It was hard work. I think I left crying going, I can't do this. Um, but yeah, I got the job and that phone call to say I got it was unbelievable yeah I feel like when you like if you leave crying from anything and you think you can't do it it ends up being the best job pretty much literally that all the auditions I've ever come out of going I nailed that I'm really proud of myself I've come out and gone oh I didn't get it <laughs> never mind yeah it's usually um, the scariest by yeah. far and of course for like anything in life I would say yeah, I think if you put yourself out there and you are vulnerable and it takes a lot to do that, but you will reap the benefits of that eventually, I think. Yeah, that's very true. Did you initially audition for Robin? Yes, yeah. Um, I know there were auditions and workshops before I auditioned because one of my friends went for it, which became a little bit awkward. Um, <laughs> no, it didn't. She was really pleased with me when I got it, so it was fine. And me and her are up for the same roles all the time. So, yeah, um, I know she'd done some workshops for it and stuff. And um, I don't know that she'd done some, like, writing workshops. I can't remember what it was now. But, yeah, so there was already auditions in place. And then I went in and apparently I was exactly what they were looking for, which, yay, <laughs> I got the job. <laughs> that is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> How did you prepare for the role? Because I can imagine how hard it must have been. Yeah, I was panicking about the medical stuff a lot. Um, I'm very fortunate my sister's a nurse. So yeah. she's, a, she's a pediatric nurse and 
So I knew I kind of had her as a backup. So even when I was learning lines for the screen test, I could ring her. Like normally on casualty, you have the medical advisor there anyway. But it meant that I could ring my sister up beforehand and be like, what does this mean? I don't know what this is. What would I do in this? So I think a lot of my preparation was just talking to my sister. Which tends to happen every now and again. (laughs) Do you remember your first storyline? Well, we had, oh my goodness, there was a weird one really early on where apparently Robin was, and this never carried on, um, where Robin was basically like a technological whiz. Um, and she she did something like hack into a computer or hack into someone's account or something. Um, I mean, this was so long ago now. Um, I think I've got like vague memories of it somehow. Um, And then there was, there was the storyline with like all four of us, whether we'd get the jobs or not. Um, A lot of mine was me just messing up a lot and telling patients things that I shouldn't be telling them and things like that. And she wasn't a particularly good nurse. She always had a good bedside manner. She just wasn't particularly good at her job, Um, which is what everybody on the internet like to say for a long time <laughs> I never even knew that like people were seeing things oh my goodness so many people said um I don't know how she's still working there she's a terrible nurse I'm like oops I don't care I didn't make it <laughs> yeah I was in the like fandom like right at the heart of it at that point I mean it's not always the best thing being at the heart of a fandom but <laughs> yeah you usually find out everything or nothing it just yeah. depends what loop you're in yeah, definitely. People like to make up their own um, their own storylines and to say what's going to happen or who should be doing what. So, yeah. Which is nice. I mean, honestly, having a fan club like that, like Casualty has got some of the best fans out there. And, like, obviously I've met quite a few, spoke to quite a few, and honestly, like, you're all incredible. And the fact that, like, there's some people that have literally watched it for... How long has it been going? Wait, how old am I? 36. It's been going 36 years. It started one month before I was born. Like, that's just, like, so hard to comprehend, really. <laughs> like, like when people say, oh, it's, like, this long ago, you're, like, no, it's not. Like, why are you when saying I, that? When when I was there for the um, 30th anniversary, I was there for a lot of anniversaries, but I was there for the 30th anniversaries, and I was literally like, hang on, this means that I'm 30 next month. Oh, this is scary. I don't want to be 30. This is scary. Now I'm thinking I don't want to be 40. So that's what happens when you stay in the show for that long. Yeah. Were you glad to start the show with others rather than by yourself? Definitely. Definitely. Because Danny, who played Jamie, he already had TV experience. Um, Gemma Leah already had TV experience. And so me and Rebecca, Rebecca only did a one episode or two episodes maybe um but both me and her were really really new to it we didn't really know what we were doing didn't really understand the lingo that they use on set and things like that so it was nice to start with people who knew what they were doing but also the rest of the cast were just so supportive and apparently I learned that the rest of the cast watched our screen tests which I didn't know that's never happened since but the rest of the cast watched all of our screen tests. Um, so they kind of already knew us and knew our acting styles and knew what we were like. So, yeah, they were super supportive. Like, I, 
remember Sinetra being one of the most supportive people that I could ask for. She basically took me under her wing, essentially, and just said, right, this is how we're doing it. This is what's going to happen. You're going to come in, you're going to do that, because that's the way a nurse would do it. And I go, yeah, okay, I'll do it. And she goes, but find your own way of doing it. It's fine. Okay. Find my own way, but do what you said. Okay, great. I don't know what I'm doing. There's so nothing <laughs> But it was it was nice to have other people with me, starting at the same time. Were you a fan beforehand? Because I'm so squeamish, I didn't really watch it. Obviously, then when I was auditioning for it, I started watching bits of it just to kind of get the knowledge of it. I think I'd used to watch maybe some of it when I was little, but my dad would never watch it because he's also squeamish. Um, and so, I mean, fair play to my dad for watching it for the past 10 years. He's done well. Um, he did say to me the other day, do I still have to watch it now? I was like, well, it's up to you. <laughs> like, I can't tell you what to do. Um, but I don't, I wouldn't say like I was a big fan before I joined the show. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds, that really sounds awful. It was just, I was so screaming, it just wasn't on my radar to be watching a hospital drama because I don't like people being cut open and needles and blah, blah, blah. None of that. Yeah. It happens, though. <laughs> yeah. Who are you looking forward to working with the most? Um, yeah, Suzanne and Sinetra. I think they were my two. And Alex Walkenshaw, mm-hmm. who played Fletch, because I had watched The Bill, so I'd seen him yeah. in that. Um, and Suzanne and Sinetra had seen other things. Um, and also then through watching episodes to kind of, that goes back to the prepare question. I did watch some episodes of it. Um, through watching those episodes, I kind of latched onto those people going, oh, they're the people who know exactly what they're doing. You can really tell. Um, and again, Alex took me under his wing and was like, right, if you, what Alex taught me was more about like on set etiquette, like of going, tell you what, if you just moved a little bit that way, then the cameraman, or if you turn your look that way, then the cameraman doesn't have to come round for another shot or doesn't have to try and squeeze you in. And like, just about, I mean, I'm always nice to most people anyway, I think, <laughs> but just like about being nice to the right people and like everybody on that set has the most important role. There's nobody who has a more important role than anybody else. Yeah, if I definitely you, agree. If you didn't have all those roles, you wouldn't make a TV program. Yeah. So I think it's, it was a definite kind of, I was looking forward to working with the people who quite instantly took me under their wing, which was really nice. And maybe I just forced myself into it. I don't know. <laughs> maybe I literally walked in and went, hi, be my friend. Um, maybe I did that. I don't really know. I don't think I did. I think they took me under their wing as opposed to me forcing my way in. Yeah, I've they- heard. Like, I've heard about Alex taking people under his wing because my friend, Leah Barty, it was his first job on Waterloo Road and he played, like, if you've seen Waterloo Road, yeah. Zach Diamond, he played. Yeah. So when I spoke to him, he's like, oh, yeah, Alex took us under his wing. and Brilliant. Like, I think he'd make, he'd make a really good teacher. I mean, he's an amazing actor, so I hope he never gives up acting. But he would make an incredible teacher. He's just got a manner about him that just... I mean, he also takes the mick quite a lot. Alex was the first person to make me cry on set because I saw a spider in the corner. I'm terrified of spiders. 
Laura spied me in the corner and I was like, oh, 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 can somebody get rid of that? I, like, somebody just do something about that. So one of the um, essays had put like um, a sick ball over the top of it <laughs> just so we could carry on with the shot. And Alex then went, what's wrong with you? I was like, oh, there's a spider over there. He's fine. Put a sick ball over it. He went over, came back with his hands clasped like he had the spider in his hand. And I, I absolutely lost it, like full tears, sweating, cold, everything. Like he was like, oh, okay, yeah, you really are scared. I'm so sorry. It's not even in my hands. It's not even in my hands. I was just joking. Um, so, yeah, I think that messed him up a little bit. <laughs> he was very nice to me after that. It would be. Yeah. I'm feeling so guilty of carrying that around with you. Oh. I know how to get my own way, you see. <laughs> what was your favourite set memory? Um, oh my goodness, there's so many. I always really enjoy shooting the scenes where we're all in admin, there's loads of us in there and it's usually whoever's clinical lead is making an announcement or something like that. Um, but when we're all together and there's loads of us together, or the pub scenes where there's loads of us together, because that feels like we're out of uniform and we're out of, like, we're all just a bit silly. Um, and that's usually when the first AD gets really annoyed at us all. But they're, like, my most fun times, I think. Yeah. I mean, specifically... Actually, specifically, was right at the beginning, there was an episode where Robin accidentally ate some magic biscuits, shall we say, um, that were spiked with whatever was in them. Probably weed. Um, yeah, I wasn't. I didn't know whether I could say it or not, so you said it. No filter. <laughs> um, and, like, I had to just sit on the bed and laugh and giggle. And I remember my line was like, oh, Tess, you're so shiny and lovely. And even now it makes me laugh because Suzanne couldn't stop laughing because I was laughing so much. And Danny was getting the giggles next to me. But it was okay if he did a little bit. But like just that, we, it was that descended into chaos because none of us could hold it together. Um, so that was probably one of my most favourite scenes. I love memories like that. Yeah. But then I love all the location stuff. I literally loved being on location. Um, I was a different person on location. I was always like, I'm free. I'm out of the studio. I'm free. I don't know who I am anymore. Um, yeah. And it always meant that if you're on location, it was usually something exciting. You're doing a bigger storyline or like a car crash or something. Um, yeah. which I've had my fair share of. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the location's always really good fun. And it's free food on location. So I won't turn that down, ever. Do you wish they kept the characters' Twitter accounts? Because in the beginning, each character had a Twitter. Yeah, I had a Twitter and a Facebook. Um, I had, Yeah, I had the Twitter, and then I had the Facebook and Instagram. Um, And that kind of all, the Twitter, I don't know how long that lasted. Was that, that was a couple of months, was it, maybe? Yeah. Um. The only thing that I had a problem with that is that people weren't differentiating between the character and me. Yeah. So they would be tagging the character and stuff and saying like really nice things, which obviously I'd love to see, 
but because they tagged the character and not me, I didn't ever see it. Yeah. Um, and then people confusing me for actually being a real person called Robin. And I was like, no, no, I'm just an actor. Like, it's, it's very confusing. Um, so I was a little bit glad when that kind of finished. Um, and also it was usually on my lunch break when they'd go, can we just go and shoot some photos outside and pretend you're in Paris? Go, when's my lunch break? I'm tired. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, they worked well for what they were supposed to do. I think they were trying to get a bit more down with kids. Yeah. Because um, I think everyone always thinks that it's, everybody is who's in on a Saturday night and our kind of main demographic does tend to be like slightly older like 50s and above and then we tend to get like the the teenagers who are in school who just want to stay up a bit later on a Saturday um so I think they were trying to get more of a younger vibe going yeah, like bringing part. young people in and bring and doing the Twitter and stuff. So. Yeah, there was definitely a lot because most of who I was surrounded by were all like around my age, even though I was probably like twelve and thirteen at the time. Now you're making me feel old. <laughs> no, I feel old all the time. Well, you're it's still like, younger than me, so it's fine. <laughs> it's just crazy to kind of look back in some of the things that I'm still like. I can't believe I did that. <laughs> I created something which nobody believes is on and then they literally booted us out of the fandom yeah that's good, who did that? I'll have a so when Connie and Jacob got together or before they got together I created a shipping video of them together and named them Johnny and then everyone took saying that Johnny was theirs and they created it even though I created the original video I mean it's a lovely thing to claim that isn't it you're really proud of yourself. It's so embarrassing. It's still on my YouTube and it still gets like thousands of views. And there you go, see? And but I do think like there's got to be so many people out there who have come up with their own theories and things like that. Um well yeah, if you were the OG of that, then claim it. Absolutely claim it. I just leave it for now. Just hidden <laughs> at the bottom of the YouTube channel. It'll just keep going further down, so. <laughs> I just got bored, I guess. Hey, no, you came up you came up with something that actually happened, so you know. I think it was mentioned in an interview once as well. Oh, there you go. See? Yeah. Oh Jim, you created it. I'll go with that. Yeah. Hashtag Johnny, even though it never lasted. <laughs> oh, sad times. I know. Does learning medical jargon become easier over time? Yes and no. Um, it does because you then re you are repeating words, um, and the amount of repeat kind of storylines I've almost done, like not repeat storylines, but repeat kind of operations or um, like medical. We call him Medical Nick. Nick, who was our medical supervisor, who is called Medical Nick. Um, I wish, I, honestly, I wish I could just call him Nick, but I can't. It's Medical Nick. Um, he used to just turn around to me, like, if there was a certain, I don't know, if we were doing CPR or, if like, airway or, like, using the laryngoscope or something like that, he'd just be like, you know what you're doing, you're fine. So he wouldn't even bother with me. Um, so that's always quite nice that I knew I must have learned some of the medical stuff. But there are certain words that every time I'd be like, please don't make me say that. Please don't make me say Can I not just, like, one word, and if I say it slowly... 
and not in a big, fast, long sentence, respiratory. The simplest word, really. Do you think I can get that out on screen? No. My whole body goes, you can't say this. Um, so I end up just going, like, can I not just say breathing, please? No, no, you can't say breathing. And well, what was the first one I kept tripping over was epistaxis, which means nosebleed. Yeah. I kept going, please, can I just say nosebleed? Go, no, you're a medic. You wouldn't say nosebleed. You'd say epistaxis. I'm going, but I want to say nosebleed. It's easier. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it becomes a tongue twister eventually, like when it's put in a sentence. Like I know when I was doing a line the other week in like a short film, I could not see it. It was just so long. <laughs> like I could so just become, especially if you do a scene over and over and over again, which sometimes you have to do, understandably, um, the words just don't mean anything anymore. And it's just a bunch of sounds. Then you go, have I said that line already? Um, and I kind of get the same if I've sang a song quite a lot. Um, I get to the point where I go, did I sing that verse? Have I sang that yet? Did I sing that bit? I don't know where I'm at. And you just, it does become easier. But then the more you do it, they just become sounds. They're not even, there's no meaning to it anymore. Yeah. So then you go, oh, right, can I just take a five minute break? go and speak about something else and then come back and then I'll be fine and I'll be fresh again. Yeah, it's just like a disassociation from reality in a way. It's like if you say the same word over and over, if you say banana over and over again, eventually it doesn't sound like the word banana in your head. It's just weird how it works. Yeah. What's your best advice on learning lines? Find a way that suits you. Because... That different people learn lines very differently. Um, I know there are some people who will start the week knowing everything that they're going to say all week. I can't do that. The best way for me to learn lines is by actually doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So I didn't stress about, I'd always like say I learned them the night before and I'd have read the script a couple of times anyway, so I'd be familiar with it. But I'd read them a couple of times the night before so that I vaguely knew it. Because you'll get, like, you'll, you'll do a line run, then you'll block it maybe once, maybe twice, maybe even three or four times if it's a long scene. And then you get a camera rehearsal, or you do crucial, then a camera rehearsal, then maybe another camera rehearsal, then you'll shoot it, then something will go wrong, so you'll shoot it again. So by the time you've done all of that, you've had a good seven or eight goes minimum of being able to say that line anyway. So by the time you've done that, it's usually in your head. Um, but lots of people learn lines very differently. Um, for a while, when I had quite a lot to say, I was trying to do the old, you know, the old school like revision technique where you put sleep with a book under your pillow and you oh, hope the biosmosis it goes in. So I tried that. That didn't work. Um, but I do tend to learn better on the floor once I know what my physical actions are and what, like what other how other people are going to say it as well because that can affect how you're saying your lines and also even when we get onto the floor onto the set it's not always the same anyway lines do change yeah so I don't like being dead set on what I'm saying because otherwise I won't be able to change it so kind of quite a bit a bit loose with learning my lines but not in a bad way in a good yeah way. I'm like that I've got two scripts on the floor to learn and I'm just like no, I'll just wait. I'll just wait until like the week before or a few days yeah. before. It doesn't matter. My worst is trying to learn lines 
if I've got nobody here, I live by myself. So if I've got nobody here, my worst is I'll just sit and read them and then be like, I actually don't know these at all because I've just read them. Um, so it usually helps to get somebody else to read in with yeah. me. To bounce off usually because it's hard yeah. to read other people's lines as well. Yeah, it is. It is. Otherwise you end up learning theirs and you go, I don't need to know yours really. Yeah, you just need to learn the end. Just when yours comes easier. (laughs) Please make sure you say that word, otherwise I won't say my line. (laughs) What has been your favourite storyline on the show, excluding Robins? Oh, wow. Um, Do you know what? It's kind of a sad storyline, but um, George Rainsford's um, Huntington's disease storyline because I think there was so much there is so much scope with that um I know he's left the show but unlike me there's room for him to come back if he wants Mm -hmm. um and I think he's just played it so well and it is filtered into every little storyline he's had or big storyline but it's filtered into everything that that character decides um and I, I think that was just a brilliant because not that many people know about it either. People know about Parkinson's a lot more than they do about Huntington's. So I think it was a good, a great awareness thing. Um, and also George is just brilliant. Um, but, and also like, I love all of the big stunts we've done. Like the Max and Zoe wedding with the boat on fire. I remember crying my eyes out at that. I love filming that. We were in the middle of Cardiff Bay um like on the on the barrage bit at the back we're in in the bed boat was about to get blown up everyone was like right everyone needs to stand back we were shooing swans out the way so we knew that they were safe we had people in the water like shooing the swans out we we're gonna lure them with bread at like three o'clock in the morning this wasn't even like during the day this was at night well morning um and yeah and then the the bomb went off on the boat and we were all like hang on Dylan's supposed to survive this um that's a really big explosion (laughs) um but yeah that was that was a fun kind of week of all of us being even though the location was literally 10 minutes walk away from the studio it just felt really different none of us were in our uniforms we were all out and about it was night shoots so that always feels different so I think that was a really good storyline. Yeah, I remember the reaction on Twitter. It was just like every second I'd up, like just update and I'm like, oh, here we go. I'm like, what's going on? The reaction we caused by just the explosion on the um, on the boat. Like people were calling the police to see what oh, happened. God. It was just casualty filming, sorry. <laughs> I can imagine people seeing anything like, what? Yeah. I mean, a big, loud explosion in the middle of Cardiff Bay at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it's going to ask some questions. <laughs> yeah, I think that would scare a lot of people as well, being wake up, like waking up to that. Exactly. World War Three. <laughs> exactly. What's going on? What's going on? What was your favourite Robin storyline? Um, I kind of liked the kind of unrequited love between Robin and Lofty. I thought that was really cute. I was really sorry for Robin. Like me and Lee are really good friends anyway. Um, who played Lofty. And I always felt really awkward because I was like, 
I don't like doing these kind of scenes with you. You're my friend. I don't like it. But I, it was just such a sweet storyline. And I think I, it was just, it was so nice to play. And like, I love working with Lee. And then all the stuff with Glenn, I think I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much the giving birth on a gravestone. That was cold. <laughs> um, but again, like the whole Glenn storyline played out over such a long time. Um, and I loved working with Owen. He was brilliant. Mm-hmm. So I think that those two kind of, I quite like doing, because you don't always get, I'm very aware of my castability. I'm not going to be your leading lady. I'm not, like, I'm not built like that. I don't sound like that. I don't act like that. So for her to get all the storylines that are about romance, I just think is brilliant. The fact that, like, she gets the guy and, I mean, I don't know if you remember the um, the blood bank guy. She went on like a couple of dates with him. Um, yes. Oh no, I can't think of his name in real life either. And he was so attractive that even I got really giddy on set. I was just like, mm-hmm, I don't know what to say to you. Um, and he was my first ever on-screen kiss as well. Oh. So, and he was really good looking. I was like, I will take this. Can all the rest of them be like that? A win. <laughs> and they win. <laughs> Is there anything you learned on the show that you didn't take away with you? Um, there's a lot of medical things um, that I would kind of be better at now, as in, like, if I saw somebody on the street that had fallen over, I'd kind of know what to do, like, with not moving them and things like that. Things that I probably should know that I didn't know before casualty. Um, there's a lot of illnesses that are like the really bizarre is the wrong word to use, but the really ones you've never really heard of, like obscure. Yeah, I then convince myself that I've got them. Yeah, I never go to the doctor about it. I know I've not got them, but I convince myself that I've got them. Um, so yeah, I know how to like spot the weird things like that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but also just as me myself I've learned how to work on a tv set mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing I could take away from it really yeah did you get a choice in the ending no oh <laughs> um no I didn't um it was very much their decision um for me to leave I think I'm okay to say this now um it was their decision. Their reasoning was they needed some like a character who was really well loved to go to kick off the nurses' strike, to kick off all the rest of kind of Jacob's storyline now, mm-hmm. um, which I can't even tell you about because I don't know anymore. I think he's left. You know, I didn't catch up on last week's, but I think he's gone. I think he's just left. He did post something about leaving, but I didn't. Hang on. Well, it depends when you're going to wear this. Um, I know what's happened as regards to that. So I, I won't say anything because I don't feel like I can. Yeah. Because I do know a bit of what's happening with that, only through speaking to Charles. Um, but yeah, it wasn't my decision to leave. It was their decision. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a long time, I thought maybe it's something I'd done. I was like, does somebody hate me? Is that why? But. I couldn't now understand and see why it was Robin that kind of had to go. Yeah. And 
the best thing all around because 10 years on the show is a very really long time um I'm excited to see what else is out there so. yeah you tend to like feel like you'll get typecast because of being in a role so long I mean I left casualty playing a nurse and then I went and did panto playing a cow <laughs> I don't necessarily feel like that was a typecast role um I do worry in panto because I've now done panto with Norwich twice mm-hmm. one year I was an ugly sister the next year I was a cow so I was like hmm starting to get a bit typecast in panto now <laughs> Um, yeah. but I there's a lot of things I know I can do um, and there's a lot of characters I'd love to play um, some that have been written some that might not have been written yet so yeah there's just loads out there I can I, I might not get typecast but chances are mm-hmm. as, a, as a northern kind of nice person I think that's what I'll get yeah. cast as a lot what storyline would you have wanted to explore if you could have chosen? Anything that's not pregnancy. <laughs> she went through a lot of babies, that girl. Um, yeah, fair play to her. A lot of the last kind of three or four years, well, longer than that, were about pregnancy and babies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I always say I would have loved Robin because I love musicals so much. Mm-hmm. I loved Robin to be in like an Amdram group. Mm-hmm. and to go and do like Amdram somewhere and then something happens and Robin has to take over as the leading lady I'd have loved that mm-hmm. um, and you know like Scrubs did the musical episode yeah. did Grey's Anatomy do one as well yes oh, no yeah. one ever mentions that one again <laughs> well I will mention that a lot then um, no I, I would love to have done a, a musicals episode because we've had so many good singers in that show as well like Susan Packer can sing really well. Lee Mead, like got the most incredible voice. Um, Genesis, when she was there. I mean, that's literally naming three. There's I've worked with hundreds of actors now who can all sing and are all brilliant. Including myself every now and again. <laughs> yeah, I heard you like singing of pride via YouTube and I was out like, like damn. Yeah. <laughs> I know the voice isn't as good as it used to be. I, I'm back. I'm back to my singing lessons. So I'm hoping that um, I'm hoping that I can get it back to where it used to be because ten years on that show and I've not really sang. So um, I did. Rusty. I, yeah, I did musical theatre before that anyway. So mm-hmm. um, it would be a dream to go back into that. But yeah, storyline for Robin definitely something to do with musicals because musicals are the best. Have you noticed that in medical dramas, the best characters always die? But I think that's the whole point of it being a drama. Because so many people say to me, oh, when's Robin going to get a happy ending? Or why can't Robin just be happy? I go, well, then it would be a comedy, not a drama. Or it would be a rom-com or something. Like It is a drama. People have to... And I know that if if I hadn't been killed off, I know that in the back of my mind, I'd always go, oh, I could go back to casualty. Mm-hmm. And I don't want that safety net there. I want to push myself and do more work elsewhere. Um, so, yeah, I think sometimes the best characters have to die. Yeah. Because then it causes a, causes a bit more of a reaction and a bit of a better storyline afterwards. And there are just multiple reasons. But, yeah, the best characters do always die. Yeah, I, I remember, like, when it aired, my grandma messaged us. She was like... Like, they've just killed Robin. And I was like, 
she was like, she was like I, was, I swear she was going to live, you know. I thought she was going to live. And then she died. I was like, did they do a Grey's Anatomy? <laughs> I had to watch it with my mum because my mum couldn't watch me die without me being sat next to her. <laughs> um, and so it was very surreal to watch myself die and to watch myself be operated on. Um, that was weird. Because I remember just lying on a table and they did some plate shots of me lying still and then they could take me out, put the um, prosthetics in for them to actually do the operation on. So obviously they can't do it on me. Um, but then, so I didn't really see any of that. I was in a different room. I didn't even get to see any of it. So yeah. it was really interesting to see. Uh, what is next on your journey? I've no idea. <laughs> um, and do you know what? In all honesty, I've really enjoyed a break. Um, a few auditions for different things, but I'm just, I've got some things in the pipeline that wouldn't be for a while, um, but I'm really enjoying the break. I'm getting to spend time with my family, which I haven't been able to do. My family are up in Manchester, and because of casualty, I live in Cardiff. Um, I. I'm really appreciative that I've got the time now to go and spend time with my nephews and my mom and dad and my sister, and my gran. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, so I think I'm still happy on a little break, but who knows if anybody's yeah. listening and wants a little unemployed actor, then they can have me. <laughs> I stopped using Twitter a lot when, I don't like to bring it up, but the whole mastermind thing. Um, oh, <laughs> I remember I had some really nasty comments on Twitter. Really? Um, and I I basically got told to end my life by a lot of people. And I got told oh a lot of really nasty things. So I kind of came off Twitter for a bit. because I was like, mm -hmm. I don't get this on Instagram. People are relatively nice on Instagram. Yeah. Um, so I kind of came off Twitter. So Twitter, every time I go on it, I'm always a bit like... As a friend, yeah. Saying, but I will go on Twitter and follow you back. Thank you. Not a problem. And and tell Lee that I'm really sorry that he wasn't here today. Yeah, I will. He's just Where is he ill? What's no, wrong with him? He got a surprise appointment just an hour before the Zoom and he's like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I was like, can you not cancel? And he's like, no, they won't let us cancel. So he's like devastated. Oh, bless him. No. We could you should have messaged me. I could have changed times. It was just like short well, notice. That now, otherwise, he'll, he'll be sad that he's missed it now. <laughs> um, but yeah, give him my love. Um, I will. And I hope you get so many more actors on here. Brilliant, I think. And the, the, the nicest thing about this is that I'm in my own home. I don't have to go anywhere. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm happy to talk about this. It's never a problem. Yeah. And yeah, I'll I'll follow you on Instagram and Twitter. And then when you... I put it out there, I can reshare it and stuff. Thank you so much. All right, not a problem. Right. Have a lovely rest of your day. <laughs>